0: what up what up what up what up it is your host the skill doctor back in here for episode number five it's been a long long time i've been busy the season is upon us uh we're gonna try out this season this 2021 season i know a few schools that canceled their season so hopefully you know we won't have no hook hiccups Knock on wood, God willing, we'll be, you know, we'll be solid for this season. We'll finish out our 18, 20, 18 to 20 games with a playoff. Uh, so, yeah, we're in a college bubble. I'm in a college bubble, so it's going to be all fun. But before we get to our topic today, it is some crazy stuff going on in the basketball world, in the NBA world. Uh, it's <laughs> some of it's quite amusing, some of it's just, inter- well, at this at this point it's just all entertainment when it comes to just basketball and how you approach the situation and the news that's that's given to you. So, you know, I've been seeing some things and some rumblings about Paul George. Now that that in particular was hilarious uh for the simple fact that it was Jerry Dudley. He came out with a. Do we do we need to call it a book? It's more of a pamphlet. It's more of a. It's more of a. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Memoir, because it's only forty-two pages, and I didn't read it. I ain't take the time to read it. I ain't gonna lie. I just read the insert, the part that that really matters, and to sum it all up, he pretty much saying that. We, as in the Los Angeles Lakers, didn't fear Paul George. Uh, they found it disrespectful that he put himself on the same level as as a LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And let me say this. I'm going to be completely honest with you. As far as just my point of view and how I see things and how I believe that it should have been taken. Because at the end of the day, I don't know about y'all, but... Paul George is getting a lot of like backlash, a lot of hate, a lot of just I don't know, it just like seems like people just really, really just downing Paul George. And don't get me wrong, he deserves a lot of blame for the simple fact that he's been great pretty much great in the regular season, but when it comes down to how he performs in the postseason, he in the past few years he's been Pretty much a no show. He'll have a few games where he just shows out and you see the regular PG, you see a quote unquote playoff P. But for the most part he's been a no show. So this is my honest guy opinion. So I don't know I don't know about LeBron. You know, we can say we can say he, you know, it's disrespectful for him to put his same uh, himself on the same level as Braun. That's a hundred percent correct he shouldn't put himself nowhere near on the same level as Braun for the simple fact of what Braun did. Like, come on, man. Like, think about it. LeBron has been to, he, he's been to 10 straight finals, 10 out of 10 out of the 11 past years. LeBron has been, in. Uh, that's, that's greatness in itself. So people need to really, really, it's it's only one comparison that that isn't disrespectful when it comes to LeBron James. It's is Michael Jordan. It's him and Mike. I don't I don't see no no other comparisons when it comes to that. It's no other comparisons. It's no other standard. It's it's none of that. Because at the end of the day, I believe LeBron. And people have their own opinion, and I respect everybody's opinion. But I believe it's Michael Jordan. And LeBron, Michael Jordan 1A and LeBron 1B as the greatest players to ever play the game. And you really can't. And people are going to flip-flop, no, it's LeBron, no, it's Michael. Some people might put Kareem in there. Some people might even put Kobe in there. But in my honest-to-God opinion, my humble opinion, it's Michael and LeBron. And then everybody else fall in place. So... That's just my humble opinion when it comes to that. So, but the fact that people are downing Paul George for the simple fact of like people really, really like, like they are on Paul George saying that it's, it's disrespectful. It's how, how could he and blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, bro, people fail to realize Paul George was that guy in Indiana. He pushed LeBron and the Miami Heat to seven games. And then he pushed them that next year in two thousand he pushed them in two thousand twelve to seven games. And then two thousand thirteen he pushed them to six. So and Paul George for the most part was putting up numbers. Now, of course LeBron took that, you know, it is what it is. But I, I don't see I don't see why people are downing Paul George for the simple fact Of just, he shouldn't be on the same level as AD. AD hasn't been a a proven superstar. AD AD has been riddled with injuries, and before he joined LeBron, people questioned what could he be the best player on a championship team. Now I believe he's going to grow into that role with the help of LeBron. I believe LeBron is going to do to AD what Dwayne Wade did to him and show him how to go about his business, show him how to win. And that is just greatness passed down. I believe he tried to do that with Kyrie, but, you know, Kyrie wanted to do things his own way, and he wanted to take it how he took it, all due respect to you. But that's just how I see it. Also, something that's been, um but off to Paul George, something that's been really just, I don't know, it's I ain't going to say uh bothering me, but is crazy because Nets played, Nets played the other night and KD had to come off the bench for contact tracing. Okay, cool. I understand the NBA protocol. And I believe it's going to be more of this situation. I believe KD is just one of the biggest stars, so of course it got the biggest attention. I believe he's the second best player in the league. But kd came off the bench played eight minutes four minutes i'm sorry played four minutes and then he had to leave the game due to contact tracing because he was in contact with someone who tested positive but the reason he didn't start that game is because of an inconclusive test so after they re-ran the test the the person that he was in contact with of course tested positive so that in itself was a little weird. It was a little uh, sloppy. And people can say it cost the next a game, but, I mean, you have two two out of three superstars on the court in James Harden and Kyrie. There's no reason why you shouldn't lose the game besides, of course, your defense, which they definitely need to improve. <laughs> you know, I don't care what anyone say. They need to improve. They need to do better on the, on the defensive end. So that that in itself was just that that was that was interesting. That's all I can say about that. But man, it, it was it was just it came off a little dysfunctional. It came off a little sloppy. But I'm not going to knock the NBA because they they have been I believe out of all the sports league has been doing the best job with contact tracing, with keeping their players under control, letting them know that this is what you're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. And if you want to, <laughs> you want to MP progress or you want to do anything different, this is what we got for you. So, I believe they're doing the best job out of everyone when it comes to that. So, I don't blame them for 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 their protocol. I just I just believe it was sloppy and I didn't, me personally, I didn't like that. So, you know that that's what's been going on and of course you know it's it, it KD has been tweeting free me and and I wouldn't be surprised if some KD free me shirts came out like that would be funny that would be great marketing so KD if you hear this right now I believe you should you should really uh, create some free me t-shirts uh and see how far that goes you know people going to buy it cuz of course it's Kevin Durant so I'm not knocking it. I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. So, but yeah, that's that's funny in itself. But man, all in all, it's been a very, very, it's been a very, very fun and interesting season so far. I like how the NBA has been approaching it. Now, the one thing that is the last and final thing in today's news and the skill report. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna come up with a name. So, <laughs> but. And the last thing in this news is the simple fact of the All-Star Game. It's supposed to be here in Atlanta, right? Cool, March 7th. But the only thing that I have a problem with is we're still in the middle of a pandemic. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm not. (laughs) I'm not trying to go anywhere in Atlanta and be the cause of a super spreader event. I already have to – I'm already in a bubble, technically. And uh, by the time the All-Star game hits, we'll be – hopefully we'll be still playing. Uh, No, we will still be playing. We'll still be playing. We'll be in the middle of our season. It'll be March 7th. Our season – our regular season don't end until March 20, 27th. So, but – I don't want to be the cause of a super spreader event, man, so I already know like i I already see people at the Super Bowl that's going crazy right now, and that that's can be a super spreader event let's just be real it can be a super spreader event i don't I don't condone none of that people gonna live like they live their life they're gonna do what they do, but we still are in the middle of a pandemic, and I'm just i just I just don't agree with I believe they. They shouldn't have an All Star game. I believe they should push it back um, till next year. But I understand that they booked these these um, these arenas years in advance. And as much as I love love to just be in Atlanta during All Star weekend, mingle and rub elbows with some of the biggest people in the game when it comes to basketball, I also understand safety, and I do not. I refuse to just be around a whole bunch of people in, in a super spreader event. That's just not what I'm going to do. So LeBron James been speaking out about it. De'Aaron Fox, um, and a couple other people. Those are just the two that I know for a fact have been speaking out saying that they pretty much don't want to do it. <laughs> so I don't blame them. And I'm in the same mindset. Cause I just, I don't want to, I don't want to go. And I understand that that's a big money train and money makes the world goes around. So, you know, if people are gonna buy, pay you tickets, and people gonna to go to the events and go to the parties, of course they're gonna have it. You know, the NBA still have to make up a lot of money that they lost from last year's season. So, you know, I understand money makes the world go around, but if it goes the way I think it goes, knock on wood, that it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of sick people come from this, unless it's a vaccine that comes out before then, and. We already know how people reacting to the vaccine, especially in the uh, the African American community and stuff like that. So, but that is all for today' news. Now, let's get into the gist, the juicy part of this podcast. The reason that you showed up, the reason that you are here, and let's get into the good part of the podcast. <sighs> Yo, what up? What up? What up? What up, you guys? We are back and we're in full effect with episode number five and this episode is going to be I just like I understand that a lot of high school season has ended middle school. Uh, I understand that even some college seasons has ended due to the pandemic, but I also understand that it's a lot of people who can get in gyms and can do work and be safe at the same time. I know because I'm one of them. Um, I've been taking precautions and like like always, I, I tell everybody, man, yeah, you can always find a way to get better at something. You really can, whether that's mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, um, you can always find a way to get better at your craft. If you love what you, if you quote unquote love the game and love doing what you uh, do, what you do, it's always a way to get better, uh, especially with basketball, which is So results driven, um, you can see results almost instantly, whether that comes to uh, improvement of your shot, improvement of your ball handling, uh, improvement of your IQ, Uh, results can be seen almost instantly if uh, if you do right by your process of getting better. And the one thing that I've been seeing is a lot of people doing fake work. Uh, and I'm gonna get into this, this concept of fake work and what I mean by that. Um, and it's almost, I'll say seven, it's almost like the seven deadly sins of, of just life for the simple fact of people fl- fake and flaunt. And a lot of it, I see a lot of it. Social media has influenced a lot of it as far as just people doing fake work, people who are flaunting and stunning like they're doing work, but when you actually see them and actually... Do stuff, you just be like, "What's all that stuff you've been posting?" And I laugh because it was a post. It was a post a while ago. It was like um, I want to say like uh, like a month ago. A uh, guy made a post, and it was hilar- it was hilarious for the most part. It really was. Um, it was a post of a guy. <laughs> it, he um, he pretty much was like, "Ball is life, and this is what I do." And he posted, and he, he had uh, his friend with the cameraman, and he was flaunting like he did a push-up, and then uh, from there, he uh, said, you got that? All right, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> you know, and then he was like, I wake up every morning at 4 o'clock, and then he went right back. You know, of course, he had his homeboy, yeah, you know, you got that, and pretty much say he going back to sleep. but. All in all, I hope y'all get the gist. It was pretty much a, a series of things where he was just, he was really just showing how fake people are and how undedicated people are and how, quote unquote, they want to make you, make you uh, think that they're extremely dedicated and it's not that way. So I just wanted to go over this thing called fake work, a fake work epidemic, a, flaunt, a flaunting epidemic that we're in. And we're gonna go over this, and we're just gonna call these the seven deadly sins of life, <laughs> cause um, just like the seven deadly sins in the Bible, it is seven deadly sins that you know if you don't, if you if you do these things, you you're not gonna be well off in your craft, and people of course are gonna be, uh, run by you when it comes to uh, production and getting better. So the first, the first thing, the first thing in the fake epidemic is. And we're strictly going to talk from a basketball sense. So you can apply this to business. You can apply this to, of course, um, school, financing, raising your kids. You can apply this to all situations. Just take whatever I tell you and just put it in that situation. Um, do the opposite, of course. But the first is, of course, jump coming to the gym just to hoop, just to get up and down, just to play 5v5, just to just just pretty much just a hoop you you're not doing no skill work you're not doing anything that's going to make you better it's, you're not improving on nothing like i believe that when you come in the gym especially if you plan on playing at the next level in high school you plan on playing in college let's take it back a step in middle school if you plan on playing in high school in high school you plan on going to college in college if you plan on quote-unquote playing at of course the highest level which is pros nba and if you can't get to the NBA, of course, overseas and other other uh, high leagues. But it's always the NBA that we're striving for when it comes to things like that. And let's not forget about my women with the WNBA and things of that nature. But, um, yeah, man, I just believe, man, it's a lot of people. like, And I, and I know from experience because I've seen players come in when they know for a fact we're going to be done with skill work and we're going to start playing basketball, playing 5v5s and people will come in right, right, I lie to you not, like right when we start playing, so they'll try to avoid getting better, and really it comes down to, they don't want people to know their weakness, they don't want people to know their weakness, they want to flaunt like, um, like they have no weaknesses, or you know, like they don't need no big improvement to their games, and I I just, I don't get it, but I don't get that, that mindset, but The the biggest thing is to expose your weaknesses when it comes to skill work and uh, get better, of course. So, you know, the first the first fake work epidemic, the first deadly sin of of life is, of course, just coming, just going somewhere just to show up and not to improve. Uh, And let's go over number two. Number two, let's say you're not that type of person. You do come in for skill work, but this is a thing that it irks me as a skills trainer it irks me as a coach it just really really irks me and that is not going game speed fake work you know like uh, afraid to make mistakes and it correlates to what i've just said which is people who tries to try to hide their weakness people who try to show other players that they don't have no weakness and that that bothers me like if there's one thing that aggravates me to the death of me it is of course not going gain speed like and, and gain speed doesn't always mean going a bat out of hell 100 miles an hour every single possession it just mean like sharpen your skills like if it's a pace drill i do a lot of pace drills so where you're going extremely fast for for a small in a small area and then you're going to stop and change speeds pace working with pace because i believe basketball is like driving a car you don't drive your car 100 miles an hour everywhere you go you of course working in in speed limits which is okay on this road you're going to go 45 45 miles an hour and on this road shoot you can open it up a little bit and go 50 60 you know and then on the expressway you can go 75 miles an hour and do what you do but yeah, not going game speed like it, it aggravates me because you're not going to improve. So when you do start playing in games and when you do start playing in scrimmages and five v five to test your skills out, you haven't sharpened them to a point where it, when you make mistakes in the in the in the skill session in the workout session from doing stuff gain speed, it's it it's not going to be effective because you hasn't been you haven't been working at that speed. You haven't improved. You don't like. You haven't been working at that speed. So it's gonna it's gonna hurt you in the long run when it comes to stuff like that. I believe, like I said, I don't believe you need to go 100 miles an hour every single drill. I don't believe you need to go 100 miles an hour every single time. Uh, I just really really love like pace. I teach pace for the most part, but I do have drills where you are gonna go fast. You are gonna got dog on speed it up and and. the pedal to the metal and a lot of that is just cone drills where we're just doing stuff repetitively just to sharpen up your handle and it's really to get confidence in what you're doing when it comes to cone drills. That's how i approach cone drills. I don't know how anybody else approach cone drills but I approach it to one, teach two, to instill confidence and three, of course repetition, repetition, repetition repetition so That's, that's, that's what I do when it comes to just doing cone drills and doing things at a hundred miles an hour. That's the only time I encourage, not encourage, I demand players to go full speed so they can tighten up their handle. And then when we do on the court stuff like L cuts, V cuts, pressure release, had to take my, my drink. I'm sorry. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) But, um stuff like that, then you can change up pace, understanding where help defense is gonna come, how to react, um, just creating as much game simulation stuff as possible so people can understand how to change speed. Like that's the biggest thing. So once they see that, it's all fine from there. So that's just how I see things. So yeah, so when I'm playing, when I'm, um, when I'm playing, when I'm coaching, when I'm teaching, I tell players all the time when we're doing certain things, go game speed, try to fail. This is the perfect time to fail. You want to fail now, so in the game, you know, you can go ahead and play full speed. You can have that confidence because you understand what you're doing, how you make these mistakes, and and it's easy work from there. So you'll have the confidence to try these moves. You'll have the confidence to try these things, especially in game situations. So that's one thing that... You know, I try to preach, go gain speed, do everything at a level where I put it in this sense. If you're doing something, if you can guard it, if you can guard it, if you can stop yourself from doing it, that means you're not doing it good enough. That's how I always preach it. That's how I always, always put myself in that mindset. If I can guard this, me, if my defense can shut this down, I'm not doing this good enough. So. That's how I always approach every situation, and I, I, I advise you to do the same. Now, number three, number three, number three, and this one is kind of a, a catch-22. It's kind of a, you know, a good a good and an evil because I'm going to be a little hypocritical. Not really, but um, it's just watching YouTube videos, Instagram, TikTok videos, and not understanding how to apply it to a situation. And and the reason I say this is a catch twenty two is just because when you're doing something, when you're doing something, um and I always say I always try to I always try to 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 show players to understand what they're doing, to uh get them to understand what they're doing, to get them to understand that we're doing this because of this. This is why this is why we're doing this. This is why we're drilling this in every single day. This is why we're doing this to the point where you know it's getting repetitive it's getting kind of monotonous but we're doing this for the simple fact of we're going to repeat this every single day we're going to do this for the simple fact of i want it to become second nature so when you do it it's not a thinking situation it's a it's a go it's a re-reacting go from there so that's how i see things and and I try to explain that same thing when I'm when I'm doing YouTube videos, when I'm doing Instagram. I don't have a TikTok, but I know there is some TikTok trainers. And it's nothing. Like I said, it's nothing wrong with that. I, you know, I'm, I'm being a little hypocritical at the same time, but because I understand, I don't do this in every video, and I need to, so players can understand what they're doing. And if they are watching my videos and doing this, doing any of my training, they can understand why they can apply it to the situation. Uh, they can apply it to the situation so players can know exactly what to do and how to do it. So if you're just doing something just because it look fun, it just looks fine. You know, as I like to say, you're doing these candy corn drills where you're doing all these dribble moves, all these dribble moves and all these combos and. And you're playing in a real good basket. You're playing on a real good basketball team. You're going to play in a system, so you know you're going to have to make quick decisions. You're going to have to do things um, in .5 seconds. It's not going to be a lot of over dribbling. You know, it's a lot of driving kick. Of course, you can you can have a combo move, a one two, maybe three. You know, depending on what type of offense you run and ISO situations. You can't just hold the ball or the defense going to load up on you. This is just basic basketball knowledge. So, you know, it's cool to teach combo drills in a sense of, okay, this is what you're going to do. Uh, this is to build your confidence. This is to build your handle. This is to help you with this and that. So it's cool to do it that way. It's cool to, to, to teach combo drills in that sense. And I teach a lot of my combo drills in, in transition all honesty for the simple fact it's just to throw the defense off balance uh to mix it up and i believe you can do you can do something like that in transition it becomes so much easier to do it in the half court when you're able to you know so i tell players all the time you're going to do a drill man make sure you understand why you're doing this drill because simple fact uh, a lot of times man trainers are they're screwing you over because they make you do all this stuff and all these drills like for example perfect example I've seen a video. I'm not going to say the trainer's name. I'm not going to say none of that. I seen a video of man, it was a it was a video and the kids were pretty much they were pretty much fighting like and in the caption, "How tough are you?" like "How tough are you? Are are you this competitive?" I'm just like, "That's not competitive. That's not smart." Cuz these kids are literally pushing each other like of course it was one on offense, one on defense. But these kids were literally pushing each other, mushing each other in the face, grabbing their shirt, grabbing their shorts. I'm just like, what's what's the objective of this of this video? You're just showing them a pusher match. You want to do something like that? Take up MMA or boxing. You know, you can push, punch, and grab all you want. (laughs) So, or football. You know, you can do all that. So. I'm just like, what's the objective of this video? Why are you, like, that has nothing to do with toughness because if a kid does this in a the game, they're ejected. They're ejected. So, I, I didn't get that video. I didn't get the concept of that video. I'm not going to act like act like that was a good video. That was one of the worst videos I've ever seen. And I kind of like this trainer for the simple fact of he's high energy. But, um, Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I'm not going I'm not going to delve deep off into that. So, yeah. So now we're on to number four, right? Number four. It is. And you see all these things correlate and kind of mesh together, but they all have their certain points. But number four is, of course, goofing around and hiding your weaknesses in your game when it comes to training. And I'm and I'm going on this, I'm going go on this the hardest for the simple fact, man. It, it aggravates me. It aggravates the hell out of me when players are always trying to talk themselves out of a situation. It aggravates me. Like, I can tell when a pl- certain player have a certain weakness because they'll start trying to have conversation. They'll bring up something totally, totally, totally not related to what we're doing. And... <laughs> It's just funny because I'm just like, that's their weakness. I found it. They don't want to do this because they can't. They can't do it very well, especially when we're in a group setting. It's mostly when we're in group settings where you see this because um, players have a tendency of hiding because, of course, everybody want them to everybody be told you know they're doing a good job or they're great at something. Everybody. I don't know a man. I don't know a woman that doesn't. So, you know, I, I just... <laughs> I just kind of chuckle when I see stuff like this When it comes to just always being praised We can't always praise you Can't always praise you Especially when you're not good at something But you know what we can do? We can work and get better at it That's what we can do So I believe man If, if kids take the approach Or people take the approach of Not hiding their weaknesses Embracing their weaknesses And understanding that uh, Your weaknesses is a part of, of growth Your weaknesses is part of just Showing that you're great at what you do. And if you can take these weaknesses and turn them into strengths. Hey, you can take these weaknesses and just turn them into comparable and enhance your strengths. I promise you everything is going to be 10 times better. You're going to be that much of a better player. You're going to be that much of a better uh, 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 person. So I just believe hiding your weaknesses is is pointless. I believe you should embrace your weaknesses and, and find, a, find a way to improve them. That's how I always approach everything. I have no problem showing people my weaknesses. You know, I don't believe, of course I have some, but I believe my weaknesses are to a point where even if you stare me to my weaknesses in basketball, in life, in business, I can still come out ahead and still come out on top because I don't hide from it and I always try to improve it. I I try to be as self-aware, self-aware as possible and I believe that's the number one thing about improving your weaknesses. Just being extremely self-aware, accepting your weaknesses and working on your weaknesses to a point, a point where you're going to improve them. You don't care what you got to do but you're going to improve on them because you want to chase greatness and that's the thing about just being great, you gotta always improve on your weakness every single day. Every single day, you gotta improve on your weakness every day. One percent better. You know, I know you hear that phrase all the time. Get one percent better. Get one percent better. One percent better. And that's all about just not hiding your weaknesses and and enhancing your weaknesses and and embracing your weaknesses. So that's that's one thing. So quit goofing around. Quit quit hiding your weaknesses. Quit trying to. Flaunt and flex like you don't have any because everybody got a weakness. Everybody just improve on. That's all you got to do. So that was number four. So let's go over uh, all of them again. Number one, of course, is just coming to the gym, just to hoop, just to show up, just to play. Um, That's fake work. Not going gain speed. That's fake work. Just watching YouTube, Instagram, TikTok videos and don't understand how to apply the information to the situation. That's fake work. Of course, number four is just goofing around and trying to hide your weaknesses in your game. That's fake work. And now we're on number five. And number five, I believe, is the most probably one of the most important, if not the most important. And that's just quitting because because it's hard. (laughs) Like. I know everybody heard the phrase "death got to be easy" because life is hard. Like, just cause just cause something hard doesn't mean you need to quit. Life is hard, man. I promise you, what you do in this game is not going to equivalent is not equivalent to what you do um, in life. Like, basketball is easy compared to what you're going to do in life. Like, life is hard. Life is hard to live. It's so easy. It's so easy to uh, just quit. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. And I use this phrase all the time, man, always strive to get on top because the bottom is overcrowded. And you know what the bottom is usually full of? A bunch of quitters. (laughs) It's a bunch of quitters because, man, I promise you, man, like if you just work through just tough times, like tough times don't last. Tough people do. I don't care what it is. Drills. You know, if you got to do log rolls monkeys if you got to do 32s if you got to do stairs i don't care what it is like don't quit i'm gonna say something that my grandma my grandma said she said you can you can pass out or you can die but you can't quit and i didn't really get it because she said to me when i was young she said it when i was like 14 i'll never forget this she said that to me like when i was 14 Because I can't remember what I was, like, upset about. I was upset about something. And she was just like, look here, look here, um, son. And my grandma's the most influential person in my life. Bar none. She's one of the most influential, influential persons. She, she emphasized be a good person. She emphasized hard work. She emphasized don't quit. She emphasized be faithful uh, and stand on, stand on your word. Like, she emphasized these things. So, I always live by them. But, (laughs) She just told me, man, don't quit. If you start something, finish it. It's just that simple. You start something, finish it. When you get done, then you can quit. You can Well, it won't be quitting, but you can move on to something else. And um, another guy who preached this all the time, and he's my mentor, uh, he's a father figure, he's a friend, and that is, of course, my boss as well, and that is uh, Sinkfield. He was just saying how, Man, when he played basketball, when he first got into basketball, it was hard. He wanted to quit, but one thing I love about old school parents, man, old school parenting. If you start something, you gonna finish it. And I was bred by that same, just that same um, logic. Like I was raised in the old, I was raised in the old school. Right, you're not gonna quit. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Especially if they put money into it. Nah, you're not gonna quit. I, I want every bit of that penny back. So you're gonna do this now. Now it becomes a job. <laughs> it becomes a job because they just like you're not gonna quit. When this is all over and done, we can have a conversation. We can talk about it. But man, just because something is hard doesn't mean you quit. Like get better. Find a way to get better. It's just that simple. Don't quit. Find a way to get better. Find it. Like don't wish it was. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. <laughs> Like, it's just that simple. Don't wish it was easy. I don't wish anything is easier. Wish you were better. Like, so I just believe, man, in all honesty, man, that people just need to quit finding a way to quit, quit finding a way to get out of things and just find a way to press through. Because a lot of stuff, man, is really like, it's easy compared to what life is going to hand you. Like, I believe basketball is an escape. I believe it's a getaway. And um, just because you're not good at something doesn't mean you need to quit. Find a way to get better. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. That's the number one thing you're gonna hear me say a lot throughout this uh throughout all my podcasts. Get better. Don't wish it's easier. Wish you were better. You know, so I live by that. And uh I'ma keep keep saying that and I'm gonna keep saying it until it becomes one in that one in them thick skulls of yours. So you know. That's that's pretty much number five. Number six is inconsistency. Being inconsistent. Starting and stopping and starting and stopping. And you wanna know something? Can I'ma tell on myself real quick. I'ma tell on myself. I'm I'm having a I'm not gonna say I'm having a tough time, but I'm doing how can I put this? I'm just being inconsistent. Like I'll start like it's just mostly my weight loss journey. Um, I believe I don't know about any other coach, but I know me and a few other coaches that I've dealt with and I talked to. And uh, one coach in particular always told me, "Hey man, when you get in the coaching, you're gonna put on about ten pounds of ten pounds of weight." I was like, "What you mean?" He was like, and he told me, "He said you're gonna start off working out with them, but the more and more you start doing things, the more and more you start trying to teach them." You're not going to have the time or the energy to get into your own shindig. It's all about improving improving them because when you're showing them something, you're going to have to see it. If you're trying to do it while they're doing it, do it with them while they're doing it. You're not going to be able to see all the flaws and little minor details, the micro details that are in it to make them uh, improve. So he were right. He was right. A (laughs) hundred percent. So. That's one thing that I'm trying to do is just get back consistently in the gym. And I've been consistent for the most part. This week, though, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I've been to the gym probably one time. I don't know what it is, but I've had low energy. And these are the days that I really need to lock in and get in the gym and put in work because I know those are the days where you see the most improvement. So I've been doing good for the most part when it comes to eating and stuff like that. But, um. You know, uh, I kind of splurged the past two days. I've been eating, you know, cookies. <laughs> I've been eating salt, chewy chocolate chip cookies, and I don't know about anybody else, but them things be bussin'. But back to the point that I'm trying to make is pretty much be consistent. Cause, man, if you just be consistent, whether you're consistently good or consistently bad, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be good at something. I'd rather you be consistently good putting in diligent work towards what you need to do, finding your weaknesses um, and putting them and working on them and working on them and working on them and working on them and and drilling and drilling and drilling and doing things like that. Cause you start doing that, man, I promise you like you're going to see the improvement. Like, and I think it's scientifically proven. If you do things, if you do the right thing for 66 days straight, it becomes a habit. You create a new habit. So, I believe, man, the one thing about being consistent is creating a consistent, a consistent environment, or as I like to say, a home team environment, a home team advantage. So get around people who are going to push you, get around people who's going to hold you accountable, get around people who's not going to allow you to, to hide your weaknesses and things like that. Like, no, we're going to work on this. Like we're going to improve every single day. Like you got to do this every single day. You got to do this. Like those are the people that's going to help you be consistent. Those are the people who who cares and you need to have them people around. So if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're chasing greatness, if that's, if you want to be the greatest version of yourself, the greatest version of yourself allows you to be, it, it requires you to be consistent. It's just that simple. It requires you to be consistent. So I advise you to, to get an accountability partner. I advise you to to really, uh, get people who's going to hold you accountable. I advise you to really, really tighten up and put in work. I advise you to quit running from people who pushes you from people who push you, people who give you constructive criticism, people who, who holds you accountable. Cause like I said, man, that's all a part of the work. That's all a part of the work. And you need to just really, really put in the work. Like, you put in the work, man. Consistently, you'll be all right. I promise you, you'll be all right. So, uh, I don't, I don't get it when it comes to people who are always running. I don't, I don't, I don't get that that lifestyle. I don't I always like when I when I want to improve on something. Don't get me wrong. Just like I am now, I might fall off once or twice. I might, I might, you know, slip up. But I promise you, I promise you, I'm gonna get back on track. Promise you want me to get back on track because I just know the standard I hold myself to. I want to be the greatest version of myself when it comes to a businessman. I want to be the greatest version, um, businessman of myself. I want to be the greatest basketball player of myself. I just want to be the greatest version of myself, period. And I believe you should always strive for that. But in order to do that, you have to be consistent. got to be 100% consistent. If you don't, man, life is going to be hard, man. Like, you're rather... Like I said, you will rather be consistently good than consistently bad. You ain't got to always like, I ain't even going to say you ain't got to always because your, your goal should be always chase greatness. But even if you strive for just bare minimum, <laughs> which, I like I said, I want to say it again. I do not condone. I do not condone for people striving for bare minimum. I believe people should always strive to be the greatest version of themselves. But even if you strive for bare minimum, I believe, man, if you just if you just be consistent, if you just find one thing, yo, I'm gonna be consistent at this one thing for a whole entire month. Just start. Matter of fact, just start. I always say make micro goals. Make micro goals. So a micro goal might be a man goal might be, okay, I wanna lose like my main goal. I wanna get back to two 190, 200 pounds. That's the overall goal. But In order to get to that goal, I got to set micro goals or small goals into a goal. So I'm like, okay, for one week, I need to lose three pounds. You know, so I just know how I am. I lose weight extremely fast and I gain it extremely fast. So, you know, I can I can set goals like that. Okay, I need to lose three pounds. I need to. This is what I need to do to lose that weight. (laughs) It's just really that simple. So that's a micro goal. So I believe you should set goals within the goal. So you ain't got to start off huge, you know. Okay, I got to, you know, know the big picture. But of course, you know, set little small goals in between and um, strive for those because, you know, you do that, you might be all right. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So I believe you should always set micro goals. Now, the last and final one is for mostly. My high school, like if you within your sophomore year of high school, I believe this this relates to you. Freshman, no, I say freshman too, because I started as a freshman. From freshman, on up. From freshman in high school, on up. This is the the bonus. This is the number one, the seventh, the seventh deadly sin of basketball, like. And, and I'm telling you, this is what this is what separates people. This is what push most people past or push them to the next level. And that is quit running. And I'm gonna say this again. Quit running. Can I get a Amen? Quit running from the weight room. Quit running from these weights. Quit running from look, it it goes inside to, you know, trying to find a way to get yourself out of situations and hide your weaknesses like quit running from this weight room i promise you i done seen the weight room change players life i done seen them change their confidence like i didn't like it's one player in particular like i'm just speak from my from my end so of course i started lifting weights as a freshman back at RCHS. so i really didn't know i don't know i just find weight like lifting weights it was it was a fun game to me, in all honesty. Like, it was a fun game. Like, I viewed that as a fun game. Because I was just... My biggest thing was I wanted to dunk again. Because I had the weirdest... I had the weirdest just... Just situation. I dunked... My first dunk was with two hands. In the 8th grade. I could not dunk with one hand. But my first dunk was in 8th grade. So... In the 7th, going to 8th. To be accurate. So... I ain't I ain't dunk again until my junior year. So I was just wondering, I was just like, why can't I put it in the rim? Like, So I was just like, uh, uh, one of the coaches, he said, hey, you got to be able to jump higher. You got small hands. You can't pawn the ball. So you're going to have to dunk with your wrist forearm. Okay, cool. <laughs> so from that day on, I just always, always, like always. And when I say from first dunk, like in a game. Was my junior year. Junior year. It was AU season and I caught a break and uh, I leaked out. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I leaked out and uh, yeah, I took my one dribble and it wasn't planned. It wasn't premeditated. I just jumped up. I literally was looking at the rim eye level, caught it back, dunked it. And it was a, a hush that went across the gym and then the gym exploded because. When I looked at it on film, man, I was super high. But, um, yeah, man, that was all because of the weight room, man. I just diligently put in work in the weight room. Like, I had a plan. I used to be with the weight room coach, uh, and he was the wrestling coach at the time as well. I used to be with him, you know, after school. Hey, can you give me a workout plan? Hey, you need to do this, this, and this. Okay, cool. Basketball conditioning, it was the same way. It was it was required. They pretty much said if you miss conditioning, you got a higher chance of getting cut from the team than if you don't show up to conditioning. And the crazy thing about it, the majority of the players showed up con- to conditioning. Damn near all of them, if they wasn't playing football. So the weight room man, it changed it changed people's lives, man. But when it really changed my life is 2021. When I was twenty, age twenty, going turned into twenty one. I just put in major work and that's when I was playing at Southern Crescent uh, with uh, of course my mentor, my father figure Singfield. You know, that's when I actually started playing for him. And um he was real big on weight room. He he real big on just getting stronger as a player, being able to just move people and I started doing his workouts, started locking in. My game took such a huge jump in my confidence cuz of course you lift you lifting in the weights. After a while, after about a month, you start seeing some changes to your body. I started seeing some pecs, some biceps, triceps like I I had more definition in my body. And I was just like, "Yo, <laughs> this is the move. I like this. I like this, shoot. <laughs> we need to do the weight room every day." So, you know, I believe, man, players need to stop running from the weight room. If you really want to improve, this is just my personal opinion. This is just how I do my process. Cause, Like I said, I'm, I'm getting back on my, my weight loss journey, trying to become a better uh, trainer and a better version of myself. This is just how I do things. I lift before lift before because I want to save all that energy I'm going to do for running and all that other stuff for the end. So I lift before. I'll do Monday. Monday will be upper body. No, Monday will be full body. Tuesday will be upper body. Wednesday will be lower body. Thursday will be full body. And Friday will be core and cardio. And then on the weekends, I have the options of, you know, Cooping, boxing, doing whatever I need to do. So those are just that's just how I do things. Now you don't have to do it that way. I also I also uh, teach. You can do upper body on Monday and Wednesday, lower body on Tuesday and Thursday. You only need consistently at least three to four days of lifting weights, and you'll see a change in your game. That. I promise you that's going to turn, it's going to turn your, it's going to turn your game around. All you got to do is just trust the process and understand that the results ain't going to come in one day. They're not. So just trust this process, man. Put in the work. I promise you, don't, don't do this fake work. Quit falling for these deadly sins. Quit, quit being inconsistent. So let's go over this one more time. One more time. So. The first, the first, the first, the first of the fake work epidemic is, of course, just coming to the gym, just to hoop, just to play 5v5s. Number two is not going game speed. That's fake work. Number three is watching YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, whatever you watch and not understanding how to apply the information to the situation. Number, uh, Number four, goofing around, trying to hide your weaknesses in your game. Um, not improving that's fake work number five just quitting because it's hard that's fake work number six being inconsistent running from work that's fake work and number seven of course which is a bonus for my high school uh from my high school and up and that is running from the weight room and trying to dodge the whole entire process that's fake work so I'm so glad, man. Y'all, y'all stay. Y'all listen to the podcast. This is, of course, episode number five. I had to put this in. It's been on my heart. Heavy uh, fake work epidemic. Need to stop it. Need to slow it down. Coronavirus isn't the only pandemic that's going on. Of course, it's a fake work pandemic going on, and we need to we need to stop it, man. People need to improve. People need to accept. Uh, their weaknesses, people need to understand their weakness, people need to understand the whole process of being great, so this is not only for basketball, you know, this is not only for basketball, this is for life, for real, you know, and when I say life, like, people are like, what about the weight room, look, you feel better, you, you start moving better, you got more energy to do things, so, you know, the weight room isn't just a basketball thing, it just isn't a sports thing, you know, get active get fun you can be able to hang out with your kids do more stuff with your kids do more stuff with your business all if you just get active and take an hour hour and a half of your day and just dedicate it to getting better that's it you know hour and a half two hours a day just getting better just getting better just find a way to put in two hours of work for yourself to get better at what you do whether that's business whether that's sports whether that's education Find a way to get better. Quit doing this fake work. Quit running. Quit, quit falling for this fake work pandemic. All right. Coronavirus isn't the only pandemic, but I want to thank you all so much, man. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this. This episode number five There's more episodes to come. Be on the lookout for some things and ahead. Uh, We're definitely, definitely going to have fun. We're definitely, definitely going to put in some more work. So. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to all all uh, off the court podcast, to all podcast uh, podcast platform, you know, Apple Play, Spotify, Google Play. You know, man, I hope you all enjoy this. I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll see you all in the next episode. Peace.